Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I know you're going to love this, Chris. This is the Rich Eisen Show. You're going to love this. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The grittiest whisper I heard about the whole Rodgers Packers thing. Of course he's coming back. (laughs) Jordan Love ain't the guy. He stinks. After one start. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. Host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk. Mike Florio. NFL Network Analyst. Daniel Jeremiah, Timberwolves head coach, Chris Finch. Coming up, actor and producer, Joe Manganiello. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody, hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Our buddy Joe Manganiello, diehard Steeler fan, making his way to the studio. Uh, He is narrating the uh, Sidney Crosby, the rookie year audible original uh, documentary. And um, it's... it's, uh, Sidney Crosby wrote it. It's in his uh, story, and uh, it, but in Joe's voice, he's joining us uh, on the program. Huge NFL news just broke moments ago. My colleague from the NFL Network, Tom Pelissero, and Adam Schefter both reporting that Adam she- uh, that uh, Russell Wilson is being traded from Seattle to Denver for Drew Locke, veterans, and a host of picks. Oh my goodness, is that just uh, the biggest story in the um, in the NFL right now? And it's amazing that. You could tell me uh, that Aaron Rodgers signing a four-year, $200 million contract extension would last as an hour and a half as the top story in the NFL. <laughs> like, but that's ah, the way whatever. things go, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the way things go. Wow. Craziness. Um, uh, but we turn to the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line right now um, for our scheduled guest here at the top of hour number three. Uh, his Minnesota Timberwolves currently ranked seventh um, in the Western Conference. At 37 and 29, fresh off of a uh, beatdown of the Trailblazers last night. Joining us here uh, on the uh, Rich Eisen Show uh, right now is uh, the the head coach uh, of the uh, of the Minnesota Timberwolves, Chris Finch. How are you, Chris? I'm great, Rich. How, how about yourself? I'm doing fine. Are you a are you a Seahawk fan or anything? <laughs> Just gonna take that stab. I know you spent a lot of time over in the UK and uh, over uh, in in Europe, uh, you know, getting your coaching career settled. But I just decided to take that stab to start off this yeah, interview. No, I'm, a, I, I'm actually a diehard Eagles fan. Grew up outside Philadelphia, but okay. I'll tell you what, how 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 difficult is the AFC West right now? <laughs> Did you think you'd come on this show to break down the AFC West for just even a split moment? But uh, at any rate, well, it might be my favorite sport, so I'm not. I'm happy oh, to talk about. It. Okay, but you're from you're from the Philly area, huh? Is that where you're from? Oh yeah, I grew up right. I grew up in Reading, Pennsylvania, which is about forty miles outside. So. Okay, so did you spend a lot of time in the Spectrum back in the day? For you, I did spend a lot of time. Actually, um, 
used to go down. I worked with Kevin McHale for five years in Houston as an assistant, and I told I always told Mac, I was like, I, I used to boo the heck out of you on Sunday afternoons down at the Spectrum. He said, yeah, you and about 16,000 other people. <laughs> but those are the days, right, Dr. J? The zinc on the yeah. microphone, right? The zinc? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, Dr. Zinkoff. Oh, that's right. I remember that back. I, I, my brother went to, to uh, the Wharton School of Business in Penn. He took me to a game at the Spectrum back in the day. It was one of my favorite uh, – NBA moments, you know, and now uh, obviously you have got a heck of a young team right now. Um, what is your challenge to keep these kids um, playing the way that they are? Maybe get yourself out of a play-in situation and uh, move forward this year. Yeah, the biggest challenge is like continue to grow and improve through successful moments. You know, young teams, like, you know, it's great to have success, but it's all relative, right? Like we're not, we're anywhere near the finished product. We know we're part of a process. So keeping them focused and, um, you know, just really taking it step by step and understanding, you know, you're going to still have some inconsistency with the young roster, but we've, we've been really fortunate to have Carl Anthony Towns leading us with an all NBA caliber season. Um, and his consistency has allowed us to kind of, you know, settle into a groove here. Well, what did you think of his three-point victory uh, I, uh, at the All-Star game? Because I, I really liked what he had to say afterwards about trying to break the mold and try to show folks um, that don't judge a book, I guess, by its height, right? And and <laughs> I kind of dig that. And I'm wondering what, what yeah. you see on a daily basis that might actually uh, echo those sentiments, Coach. Yeah, I mean, he's often referred to as, well, you know, the best shooting big man in the game. I think he's one of the best shooters in the game period um you know watching it every day it's effortless he has incredible range because of his size and his strength he's able to get it up over anybody i mean there's not many contested shots that he even takes we've been encouraging him to take more uh just because he shoots at such a great clip and it sets up everything else he does um it's really i think the game is in an incredible place right now you have these skilled big guys leading the charge whether it's Embiid or Jokic, um, Giannis, you know, you can throw in there too. Like, it, you know, we've moved way past the days where big guys are just back to the basket and plodding around the floor. Like, these guys are, you know, microcosms of an offense all to themselves. Chris Finch, Minnesota Timberwolves head coach right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Anthony Edwards' talent is out of this world, and it also seems on occasion – from the outside looking in, that he lives on his own planet as well, figuratively. Um, you got a good story for me on that second part, Coach. What do you got for me? I mean, you. I mean, you know, the things that you guys see him say and do are, you know, it's basically this, it, that's life with Anthony. It's the great part about him, and he's he's uh, he's a real he's a real deal. He's he's a uh, very mature kid. Like even though he comes off sometimes um, super cocky. He's the real deal with his talent um, and his potential, and, and and the things that you guys have had a window in to see that you know some of the crazy things he may say. The great thing about Anthony is like he has a maturity about him that both most young kids don't have, and that confidence is not driven by insecurity. It's very self-aware. Like he knows where he is in his development curve. He knows he wants to be a great player. He also, you know, he's highly coachable um, and uh, and responds well to adversity. So these are all things that you want in a young player, certainly a young player with star talent. 
Oh, is there something where you couldn't believe he had he didn't know about or something like I, I guess my, my favorite one of those is when uh, my friend Mark Laurie, by the way, who's got a big heart and uh, he helps run yeah. my 40 yard dash for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital um, and the ownership group, the new ownership group uh, took over. He had no idea who Alex Rodriguez was. He had no clue. <laughs> oh, no, but, no. You know, yeah, we had uh, our last road trip of the season uh, was last year was down to we had a Florida swing, so we gave him an, an A-Rod jersey, you know, before we left. <laughs> <laughs> <That's great>. Fantastic. <laughs> and then he came over to me one, once in a game, and uh, uh, he said to me, I, I need to learn how to take a charge. I said, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Incredible what, what these guys come to the, yeah, he didn't know. He's never taken a charge in his life. Like, he just never, you know, just, they come to the league so raw, sometimes you forget that. And just some of the fundamentals and the basics that you think we're all taught when we grow up playing the game is, I mean, right now it's different. I mean, you know, if you're average, like one and done player, think about the last time he might have been really coached or taught anything. It's probably a number of years ago. So did you, you didn't have to teach him what the semicircle was, right? Like you didn't have to go there, right? <laughs> he, he, no. I mean, yeah, that, you couldn't pull that off in today's, in today's practice environment. So. Oh my God. I mean, just, wow. That is incredible. He's so he's so talented, though. I mean, you've got a real talented group in front of you, and I'm wondering if, you know, do you ever catch yourself just looking at that? You know, uh, again, like not lost in the X's and O's or anything like that, where yeah. you just can sit back and go, I got myself uh, a, a possible, you know, a good team and a winner here. You got that. Yeah, I you think, know? Uh, for sure. I, I mean, I, you know, I lucked into a situation that had good young talent. Um, and some established talent too with with D'Angelo and um, and Carl, and so now we, you know we don't have to be reliant simply on first or second year players, and they can kind of develop in their own time. Um, and we you know it's been fun to watch them grow for sure, and you know and take to the winning and the com- the competing and just trying to get a mindset that where we go out every night and we expect to win, which is not always where this franchise has been. So not every job you walk into has these type of players, but I was fortunate enough to have, have it. And, you know, they've been great in allowing me to coach them and respond to the things we're asking them to do. What's the, um, um, what's the best team you've seen played against most challenging team, uh, I guess, so far this year? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, Phoenix is just like, they're just a finished product. You know, they, they have it all. They have, you know, the the depth, the experience. Obviously, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, the explosiveness. They got, you know, they can hurt you inside. Um, that's probably the most consistently high level team we've seen. Uh, we were fortunate or unfortunate, I guess, to, to play Philly on the Harden debut. We got. That's right. Got, oh, we by got the way, there. <laughs> nice little hello from your hometown, huh? Like, right. Exactly. Right. So. They, I mean, to me, they look, they look real. They look like the real deal too. I mean, having worked with James in Houston for a number of years, like you can tell when he's locked in, engaged, and playing at a high level. And, the, um, and just the, you know, Embiid is dominant on both sides of the ball. It's been a long time since we played Milwaukee, but I'm still a big believer in them as well. So yeah, I mean, uh, you uh, obviously the West is is quite a gauntlet, but um, you know, what what do you tell your guys about? The possibilities this year. Do you use the word championship? I mean, how do, how do you how do you go about that with them? No, we, we don't. We, we talk openly about the playoffs. You know, we want we, we want to be in the playoffs. That's a goal. That's been our stated goal from 
the beginning of the season. And we, we haven't shied away from that. I think it's important to have something you really push for. Helps you frame and break down the season into kind of digestible goals. You know, if you talk about an 82-game season, how do you even approach that when you're trying to map it out for your players? It's just too big. But you can break it down into small parts. You relate those parts to a goal. Our goal happens to be the playoffs, you know. Um, and we can get there by finishing in the top six, or we can get there by the play-in route. You know, we don't really care, but either way, um, you know, our season's been mostly successful, and we want to finish it off uh, in style, so to speak. And that's step one for us. I don't, you know, when you get to the playoffs, it's really about matchups. You can get a few rounds here and there. Um, but, you know, we know we're team on the grow, on the grow, and that's going to take a couple years to be, you know, considered a championship-level team. Coach, appreciate the time greatly. Um, look for my call as you uh, advance uh, towards the playoffs, and and uh, you know, hopefully for you, make it. Let's uh, let's do that okay. again. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, guys. You got it. That's uh, the head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves, right here on the Rich Eisen Show, Chris Finch, right here on the program. Fun stuff, right there. Joe Manganiello is about to join us. Before we take a break, news of the day. Think about it. Aaron Rodgers stays with the Packers. We've been waiting for the answer to this for two-plus years, ever since um, the drafting of Jordan Love got him to say, what the hell? And if you remember, the first person to kind of give you an indication of Rodgers saying, what the hell, was Favre when he came on this program shortly after the draft, if you remember... It have been the next day. I don't, it, it was it was a few weeks later. Was it okay? Or a week later, where he said he had spoken to Rogers, who was kind of mystified about it. Remember that? Yeah. So this has been two years in the making. Is that what's the future going to be? He's staying put, and you never say never. But it does not appear like he's going to finish anywhere else his career other than Green Bay, and it's a four year. $200 million reported extension, highest paid player in the history of the league on, a, on an annual basis, and it's Aaron Rodgers, and holy crap, that is such huge news, and it lasted as the top story for an hour and a half. So it looks like it's two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant. Noah Fant goes to Seattle. Because yeah. the top story of the day now is Russell Wilson. Mr. Gohawks, in fact, no longer a Seahawk for a huge haul of picks and players. Seattle turning the page on easily its most successful run that they've had with um, a coach and quarterback and a team. With all due respect to the Holmgren Seahawks that did reset the franchise, leading to Pete Carroll eventually. I know they made the Super Bowl, but Pete Carroll won it, went to back-to-back Super Bowls and have been a team that you know is coming for you. Such a tough place to win up there in Seattle. New stadium and all, even though it's not so new anymore. And so that sets up an entire free agency period about what now in Seattle because you're not saying what now in Denver. The what now in Denver lasted an hour and a half, as evidenced by Jerry Judy's Twitter page. If you wouldn't mind setting the before and after tweets. 
9.16 a.m. Pacific time, shortly after 10 in the morning in the Rocky Mountains, Jerry Judy tweets out a frowny face emoji. Hmm. Not getting Aaron Rodgers. Smash cut to Jerry Judy's Twitter account after the news of Russell Wilson an hour, an hour and a half later. Smiley face. That's how long the Rogers news lasted, and that's how long the what next, what now in Denver lasted. So what's next is the draft, and then most likely after it, the other piece of news that we will now be waiting for, the NFL schedule, because guess who visits Seattle in 2022. Oh, I know. The Denver Broncos. (laughs) This is amazing. Guess who visits Los Angeles, Rich? The Denver Broncos. Well, that's if Von Miller goes back there. Opening night, Russell Wilson. Oh, I see what you're saying. He's talking about kicking off the season. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's a great... The Broncos visit Los Angeles for the Rams. We now have a new entry in our opening night. I mean, I'm still sticking with the boys, but... No way. They're not going to do that to Dallas again. Yeah, we Settle down a little bit. (laughs) Dallas has opened up on the road on somebody else's banner-raising night. You don't do that two years in a row. We were saying it was going to be the Bills at the Rams. Yeah, not anymore, baby. I think... Yeah. That's your opening night game. Yeah. Russell yeah. Wilson in orange for the oh. first time. Yep. And if Von Miller goes back to Denver. Uh, oh, my word. Or even nice better if he doesn't go back ring. to Denver. Now he's against his former squad. Well, that'll wrap yeah. that up. Yeah, that wraps it up. Our wow. friends at NBC are saying, let's go. LFG. <laughs> Gotta so it. that's it. There you go. I'd be stunned if it's anything else. I love Chris Finch just starting his interview talking football, though. That was that was great. <laughs> How else can we start it? I, you know, all due yeah. respect to him. Let's take a break. Oof. Joe Manganiello, people. And bubbles. It's, bub- it bubbles. it's a bird thing. I can't oh, wait. No. I have not seen him yet because, as you know, I've been stuck out here. <laughs> yeah, we've been watching you. And I cannot wait for him to come around the corner with his dog. You're going to be so sad if can't Bubbles wait. isn't with him. I will be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> we will be honest. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together, and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, 
Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Back here on our terrestrial radio uh, audience, rejoining us here on NBC Sports on Peacock and NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 85. Sidney Crosby, The Rookie Year, is a new Audible original, mm-hmm. and it's uh, created and written by the stud Sidney Crosby himself, and the narrator is Mr. Pittsburgh Sports, the actor and producer Joe Manganiello here on The Rich Eisen Show, along with Bubbles, the Chihuahua, tucked yeah. into his right arm like a, a football. That, um, yeah, that's my highs. Yeah, well, go. I have to go the other way. And I made the mistake of uh, walking over and giving Pubbles a pet, uh, a little, uh, and she. Uh, so, do I have to approach in any way, or she will always do that? She has the temperament of James Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> she looks little. She's aggressive, and she'll pick off Kurt Warner at the best possible times. At the <laughs> for you, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah I just yeah, said yeah. that, Kurt. Sorry. Yeah. Good to see you, man. Great seeing you. You and you have. Thank you for bringing your. Well, dog. I want to say uh, the, the yes. Sidney Crosby uh, Ricky Year is yes. written by Neely Lohman. Oh, because it says created written, written by, by Sidney Crosby. Well, so, My well bad. Sid is a huge part of it, obviously, okay. and he was interviewed. His parents were interviewed. Coaches. Uh, his old roommate, right. Mario Lemieux, right. uh, was also interviewed. <laughs> yes. uh, and uh, so it's kind of this look back, this kind of walk through his life during that rookie season. And what you don't understand or what you get inside of is yes. you know, just how uh, he was a child star. At age seven, there were people calling the house asking about this kid. No kidding. Yeah. Come yeah. on. And, and all of the pressure of growing up in Canada, uh-huh. um, kind of the weight of, of growing up in these, these kind of like, um, you know, mariner communities, these fishing, small fishing villages yes. in, in eastern Canada and uh, being the pride uh, of his town and then coming up and, and being drafted when he was 17 as the next great one, turning 18 years old shortly thereafter and then Lemieux stepping in and saying, you're 18 years old. I don't want you to have to worry about living alone, figuring all that out. Come live with me and my family and my kids in our house. And so he lived with Lemieux his first What was that like? What, season. Do, you, do, you get a, do you know any stories about that? Well, all the other one? guys wanted to come over and visit. They're like, you live at the owner's house? Like, I'm coming over. Right. <laughs> sure. Right. Um, but yeah, no, and, and then we get into it. And Lemieux talks about it. Sid talks about it. Um, you know, Sid would go down in the basement and play mini sticks with the kids every night. Like, because he, he was a kid. Yeah. You know, and um, and you watch all the pressure put on him and the target on his back during that first season, and uh, it's really extraordinary what he went through. And, and obviously, looking back, what it meant to Pittsburgh on the the verge of bankruptcy, uh, being you know threatened to be moved out of town. Lemieux steps in, liquidates all this money that they owed him. They owed him thirty million dollars, and he took that in a in a controlling interest in the team. And uh, and then there was a lockout season, which means there's no draft order, and the Penguins won the mm. bingo lottery. And, and got this kid that, that, that gave us nothing but sellouts for the next 17 years and kept the, kept the team in town. We've got some photographs on the screen as you've been telling the story. What He, he looks like I mean, he was a child. He was a kid. Yeah, he was a kid. Just seeing him here in these photographs, what a child. In chap- mm-hmm. like chapter four, for example, is his first trip to Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. everyone's screaming, Crosby sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they bash his teeth out illegally. He comes back into the game and, and, and scores the winning goal. So it, it's just, you couldn't script mm. this any of this better. I mean, being uh, kept off of the Olympic team by 
Wayne Gretzky, none other than the man that he was compared to, and said he was the next Gretzky. Gretzky keeps him from that initial uh, Olympic team that everyone believed he, he should have been on, and then four years later, the Olympics are in Canada. Mm-hmm. He gets on the team and wins the shootout against the U.S. Like, it's just... The story is just incredible the way that it unfolds, but you don't realize how much pressure is on these kids. You know, I think sometimes people, uh, they're probably accustomed to like LeBron's story. Right. When you're you're chosen at this young age where, where they actually have the metrics and know this kid's going to be something. I mean, at seven years old, he was beating kids who were 12 and 13. It was really incredible. Audible original, Sidney Crosby, the rookie year, Joe Manganiello, who narrates it right here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Everyone should, it's, it's fascinating. That is uh, fascinating. And I'm, and I'm sure you were like a kid in a candy store. When sure. you're, you're it's like, really well done, too. Yeah, and the way, they, the, the way that they set up the audio, you know, and there's there's eight chapters, so they all unfold one after another. and. Uh, and you know it's every everyone involved with the entire story. So you mentioned kid in the candy store. Um, are you the kid outside the candy store, looking <laughs> in and seeing Russell Wilson as a Denver Bronco <laughs> right now? I mean, like, what are you, as a Steeler fan mm-hmm. on a day like today where Rogers stays put and the Broncos mortgage the immediate future? Right. You know what are you thinking now that Big Ben's retired? No, I, I never thought we were going to get those guys or go Why after those not? guys the, because the, the cost is too much. So and, what? And, but we're two years away. We're not we're not a just out of quarterback and win the Super Bowl team. I, I don't think we are. I think we need. I mean, when you have three all pro offensive linemen retire in the same year. Right. You got to retool. And then, of course, um, you know, to misses a season. Alawalo gets hurt. Now you're two defensive linemen down. You know, our linebackers didn't really inside linebackers didn't pan out last year. Now we're we're two inside linebackers away. If Joe Hayden leaves, now we're a shutdown corner away. Those are a lot of pieces at every level, let alone the fact that I'm not sure if we have a clear number one wide receiver. So I mean those are those are big there's a we're a couple of years away. And so you could plug in a, a Rogers or a Wilson, but who's gonna block for him? You know, and last year was, you know, an interesting year coming into the draft because I think they were trying to surround Ben with weapons in case this was the last stand, the last push for him, for his window. And what happens was I think there were some decisions made that, you know, we could have wound up with future Hall of Fame linemen who were available when we were picking, but we were making choices, I think, based upon winning now. To me... I want to be competitive. And of course, this is an organization that likes to be competitive every year. But I just think right now we have to look at it as there's two years. I think in two years we can retool if we're smart and we do it right. And we have a great, you know, we have a lot of cap room. And uh, and I think to give all that away for a quarterback without an offensive line is, is really difficult. So uh, it's, that's it's a, a very to sensible take, Joe. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> a very sensible take. Yeah. I know? think the quarter, the, the Steelers' next quarterback will some, be somebody that they find in the draft. It's not going to be a... So it's like a sophomore in college, a junior in college right now? You think this is the, the, the next big Steelers Hopefully it's not somebody in kindergarten because, you know, I mean, between Bradshaw and, Bradshaw and Roethlisberger were 21 years. Um, you know, granted, we, we could have had Dan Marino, uh, but we didn't. Yeah. So, By the way, get in line. There's somebody, you know... My my team chose Ken O'Brien instead of him. Everybody did, yeah. I know yeah. that's what happened. Yeah, I know that's exactly what happened. And so, you know, I just don't know. I mean, it's possible they could choose Kenny Pickett. 
20th overall. I mean, speaking of the ghost of, of Dan Marino, yes, the next pick quarterback. And I and I kind of wondered about the hand size thing if that was like the the Dan Marino marijuana thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like it's how do we get him to drop well, in the draft he, so that the Steelers can get him at 20? I'm yeah. going to say I'm going to say what just popped into my mind. I'll say it. You can't hold a joint with eight and a half inch hands. Like a roach. You can hold that problem. You can hold a roach, you, you, man. You, you, it's it's very difficult to do that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I did just say that. Um, but that is, I, I don't think that's a big deal, the eight and a half inch hands. I, I no, know, uh, but I know. I mean, if you didn't know those measurements, look at how good he is on on film. If you didn't know that, he wouldn't. It doesn't matter. Honestly, here, put up the photograph, uh, Hoskins, that we've been using of him lately. It's just we we've used this photograph, and then I didn't think about it Mm. at all ever. And then I find out that his hands are eight and a half inches large. And then all of a sudden, I see the photograph. I'm like, those hands do look a little small. On the football, does he drop the know? ball a lot? No, I don't he doesn't. know where this is headed. He doesn't. He doesn't at all. Like I said, I don't like, want to ruin anything if this means he drops the twenty and is maybe available. Uh, I but, mean, but, you like, know, right there. You know, coming out of the combine, it's like you know what? Like, look, see the hands right there in the football in his hand. It just does. It, I don't know. And I haven't pulled out the tape measure, but eight and a half. How? I mean, is that that's pretty? I think it's like my hand. It's, I don't know. I didn't get. I didn't measure my hand either. We have a tape measure for Joe. But your hand is definitely not eight and a half inches. No, no. Your hand is your hand is much larger. Than <laughs> yeah, that. I would think. So. Yeah, you know, Joe's so, got the Ryan Leaf paw right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 when well, you do, seriously, yeah. when I normally mm-hmm. shake hands with an NFL mm-hmm. quarterback. Their their hand or like their index finger will reach up to where my wristwatch is. Oh, yeah. Like that's the way it is. I didn't. I've not shaped. Uh, I did not meet Kenny Pickett at the combine. I just think like I didn't think about it at all watching him play in Pittsburgh. Then you hear it and it's just like, well, I don't know. There's nobody who has hands like that. If Michael Vick was the last first round draft choice who had hands that were just eight and a half inches. Is that right? Large. Yes, he did. Is, okay, these are facts. He, he did, did all right. He did all right. Yes, yeah, he did. Yeah. So. Would you 20th overall if you come away with him? Oh, boy. Because you just mentioned all of the, we need this, we need that, we got this. And Kevin Colbert is leaving his current position as general manager. Um, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, who sat next to me for the combine, was talking about how he's saying in many ways, I think it was him or somebody else told me, uh, that that Colbert would like to leave the team with their next quarterback, similar to Ozzie Newsome, who is still around. I did see him at the combine. Sure. But, I mean, what do you think? about all that uh i mean if he's available at 20 i mean it, it becomes a, a Najee harris situation i think where you're hard pressed to to let it go or let him pass by right um because you could be looking at yeah you could be looking at a, at a starting quarterback with that said it's almost like i mean oh boy I, it, i'd love to see some big stud offensive lineman first round you know the, the what's the the Trevor guy, the big one from North North with Northern Iowa. Yeah, right. Who uh, just like uh, Penning, right? Yeah, he like throws. I don't think he's throws first round picks around like, yeah, like the, he's out he'll of the be, club. He'll be gone. Yeah, by then. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. Um, but I mean, there's there's such a talented draft. I mean, the combine was wild this year. Seeing 340 pound guys run four sevens and right. things. I, I mean, know. They, there is fish. a. I don't know. We haven't talked about it yet. There is a, a Nebraska center named Cam Jurgens. And um, he makes his own beef jerky. And it's, his nickname is Beef Jurgens. <laughs> he makes his own beef jerky. That's great. Yeah. I mean, he's a terrific center, you know. I like I jerky. You know, there you go. Yeah. 
But that's who you. I don't think you're. I don't think who you're talking. That's the Northern Iowa kid that you're talking about. I think, yeah, the big like that. that monster. I, uh, I yeah. think you're. I don't think he's going to. I don't. Who the hell knows? Because there's so many great defensive players. Yep. There's those, those two Ohio State wideouts. There's a couple of those offensive linemen. You can solve some offensive line problems in free agency, and we have money for like the first time in a long time. I mean, we right. we really got messed up because of that COVID cap last year, but I think we're back on track this year. I mean, we have to pay Minka Fitzpatrick. Yes, you definitely do. For sure. Right. Um, but but past that, maybe you know, maybe we could get some journeyman offensive linemen mm-hmm. in the first round. Maybe there's a great D, D lineman okay. who runs faster than our wide receivers. <laughs> That's available. How's Bubbles doing? How's how's Bubbles getting through this right She's now? She's taking a nap right now. She's not really... See the, so this is an interesting game to play with at your, home. With uh, your chihuahua? Yeah, when I watch the Steelers, because I'm used to screaming and swearing at the TV <laughs> and pacing and yelling yes. and trying not to put my fist through the, the TV screen. <laughs> well, this year on she occasion... Doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't go for that at all. So it's kind of like I have to... Okay. You know, like that. You got to hold it in, even though you want to scream at the top of your lungs. But, um, so... Is she always in your arms or in your lap? Like literally there are all the days time? that go by where she doesn't touch the ground. Like honestly, Joe, you know, we see photographs on your Instagram every now and then. And, you know, we, it's just you've this dog has been everywhere. Yeah, she she right? just got I mean, back from four months in, in Ireland. She lived with me. Oh, there's there you go. we're at the Independent Spirit Awards. There you go. We saw yeah with the there's, Spirit Awards. There, there's her uncle it, Nick. Is that your bro right behind? Yeah, you that's my yeah. brother okay, Nick in Nick the background. The very uh, Independent Spirits. Okay, there you go. She was really happy for Simon Rex. She really thought Red Rocket was a great film. She <laughs> loved Florida Project, so she's a big fan of the filmmaker. Uh, she was happy about that Dude, one. Can you ima- can you believe what your life has become with this animal? I mean, <laughs> yeah, like uh, you know. Well, a buddy of mine said to me, um, "You were a jacked werewolf, like you know what I mean. You were almost another super. Like, come on." Yeah, well, somebody, one of my friends, said to me, chihuahua. "This is uh, this is how Mickey Rourke happens." <laughs> I said, "Well, no, I, I don't think that's how it happened. Okay, but there's similarities. But yeah, but no. Look, this dog is dead yeah. asleep right yeah, now. She's passed out. She's wearing oh, a little. Uh, she has a little. Her dad found out he yes. was twenty percent Irish with twenty three and me." Okay. So uh, oh, really? I'm, you I'm find Irish. This out? Yeah, oh. I found out. Um, well, I found out last year when, you, when you were in Ireland before or? I went to Ireland. Okay. So the show Finding Your Roots on PBS. Yes, I, I will be in an upcoming. They're editing my episode oh, right now. Fantastic. They spent last year. They spent ten months working on my genealogy and uncovered like a, a something a, a a secret that everyone went to the grave with. I got it. You're d- deep. You're from a family of Browns fans. <laughs> no that would be tough you man. just broke into a sweat right there yeah that'd be tough i mean joe i hate to break it to you we found out your great 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 grandfather was 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 paul a brown. diehard browns fan it was paul brown yes otto graham yes Okay, sorry. So you okay? Uh, no, so so, I, so, I, so we, uh, yeah, and and we uncovered the secret. So I will in an upcoming episode of Finding Your Roots, you'll find out oh, fantastic. where that came from and how and which side of my family. What else you got going on? You always got about fifteen. What have going on? Um, well, there's a pens. There's um, the upcoming Metal Lords from uh, DB Weiss. We call him Dan yes. in my Dungeons and Dragons. Come group. on! Uh, but he wrote this amazing movie for Netflix called Metal Lords, which is about a a group of kids. Uh, not often represented, 
who are in a death metal band trying to win the Battle of the Bands at their high school. And it's this heartwarming, like really fun, great young high school uh, kid movie about kind of the tropes and archetypes you don't often get in those types of movies. Okay. Super fun, great music. Tom Morello does all the music. Um, there's some great, great cameos from huge rock stars in it. And the kids are so good. Like you will fall in love with these kids. So that's coming out soon. Um, and um, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead um, anime uh, series will come out. Fantastic. And then I've, I've got a couple other things that I'm actually writing right now. Okay. Um, that uh, hopefully I'll be able to announce soon because they're like kind of like, they're like dream projects of mine that I've been working on for a year that I haven't been able to talk okay. about. Okay. Yes, you know we're always here for yeah. you. Whenever you got back. anything coming up. And, and uh, just for anybody out there in our Peacock or Sirius XM or Terrestrial Radio audience, um, we're used to hearing it. But yes, Joe Manganiello is in a Dungeons & Dragons group. And one of the members is one of the creators of the Game of Thrones television theory uh, yeah. series, um, D.B. Weiss, Dan yeah. Weiss, yeah. right? And, and Dave Benioff played. Uh, he's in it too? Yeah, so actually. Um, so the, the, the people who brought Game of Thrones to life on HBO are Dungeons and Dragons members of well, your they, group. Well, they grew up playing it, I mean, which, well, is, which is what the show became. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, um, and yeah, so they play characters in my show every week or mm. you know the the the, the adventure they, mm. they don't have to they don't have to write they just have to show, just up, show and, up and they get to play their characters which yeah. is really fun right which is like a with the the 25 sided die and stuff like that 20 sided die yeah 20 yeah. sided yeah. die yeah. yeah gave five too many sides uh -huh. and and uh does your your wife still refer to you guys as the nerds does she refer to you guys as the nerds still uh, i prefer intellectual <laughs> <laughs> Does Bubbles make it into the Dungeons and Dragons room? Bubbles sits on my lap while I run the games and just takes a nap. She just goes. So you're the Grandmaster? Is that what it is? is Dungeon what Master. Dungeon yeah. Master. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not making fun of you. You seem like I'm making fun of you. I'm not doing. I that. mean, there's a little bit. You, you were close enough to twenty. I think you knew it was a twenty-sided eye, but you went twenty-five to try to hide your if tracks. I, if I only had my cloak of invisibility on right now. There it is. Okay. There you go. Just See? get in the game. Just get in the game. Get I know. Yeah, yeah. But I get, I get destroyed it. in two seconds. Like I'd be dead. I'd be dead before I hit the floor. We'll walk you through it. It's, yeah. I mean, and you can make you can make it. the greatest character ever, Rich. Like what? What I don't. Whatever you want to do. What do you think? You cast spells. Do you fight? Do you do a little bit of both? I never really thought of it. That's good. I'm a spellcaster. That's a good. I do that every day. That's a good one. Yeah. The Rich Eisen Show uh, audience is spellbound every day. You could like yes. throw throw flames throw, like throw hot fire. Tanks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fireballs. Yeah. 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 Lightning bolts, fireballs. Why wouldn't anybody create the most powerful character of all time? Because you start off as like a little tadpole, and then you have to grow. <laughs> but that you have takes to live. time. You have to grow. It yeah, but that's time. the fun of it. You're on an ongoing series. You're in Game of Thrones. You said, come to our Game of Thrones parties every week. Right. This is your chance to be on the show. Who do you want? You want to be the mountain? You want to be Jon Snow? Who do you want to be? Want to be Daenerys? Whatever you want, Rich. Showing up and, and having, you know, and drinking and watching TV. If George Martin came to play, would you, would you come up? Yes. Would you, you'd be uh, awesome. Oh, I talk Jets with him. He's a diehard oh, Jet fan. Yeah, uh, I talked Jets with him. Uh, so are you saying George? Oh, wait a minute. They were supposed to. COVID hit, so we had to stop playing live because yes. COVID hit. There's a Zoom but, Dungeons but, and but George was going to come over. Yeah, then we started doing it by Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Does the does the how do you so you roll the die on Zoom and the, is there just like so there's a program where I put up the map and each character can only see what you can see so if you have like night vision you can see, I program how far you can see or if you have a torch it flickers Damn. and you can see how oh, far it's... and you can only see what you can see 
So sometimes people in the Zoom are like, oh, no. And you're like, because you can't see it. What happened? What happened? Get up here. You know, and then you have to get into a fight. Okay. So I have the map up here, and then we have Zoom over there so we can you know, right. see each other. Ballpark it for me. What's my time commitment if I start this process? <laughs> Ballpark. What is it? Well, I mean, I mean, this is like, this is like, hey, man, you know, I mean, what's my time commitment? If you were like, hey, I wanna, I wanna deadlift six hundred by next year, are you like, what's my, what's my time commitment before I deadlift six hundred, Joe? And I'm like, well, I don't know, Rich. Let's, let's get in there and see where you're at, and. And then there. we'll go from there. <laughs> is it offensive that I'm asking for what the time commitment is? I should just want to hang out, right? Like, that's the way well, it should be. But or? that's what it is. It's like a lot of us were poker players who, when we were kids, yes. played this game. Right. You know? And so when we were kids, I mean, geez, I mean, when you're a kid, it was like you'd play 12 hours. Your mom would make English muffin pizzas. You go to sleep, you wake <laughs> up, you start again. <laughs> you know, that was how it was. English so muffin. now it's like we get a food truck. I have the food truck come uh, to the driveway. We all, we all eat. We hang out. And then, we, and then we go, and honestly, I would, you know, it's like, guys, it's midnight, who has to be up tomorrow, anybody? No, I do, but let's go, you know, and then, okay. you know, now it's one, what's one thirty in the morning, guys, and then two, two thirty, they wow. want to, you want to keep going. So it's, it's, it's a thing, like, it could be, could be three hours hanging out. It, these guys, they like to go seven. Seven? They like to go oh, seven. yeah. Yeah, I already yeah. established last hour as you're making your way down here. I only wait ten minutes for yeah, friends. That's not, it. Yeah. I don't think Rich is a good fit for this joke. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this is. Uh, I mean, you don't know who's in my group. Big Show. You ever you ever hang with the Big Show? You ever have him on the show? Big Show. The Big Show from wrestling. Wrestler. Paul White. Oh, sure. Yeah. The giant. You've seen. He loves D and D. He used to fly in from Florida Come every on. weekend to play. I'll come in. So uh, Big Show, you've got uh, a CrossFit champion. Who you've met, okay. my, my, yes. my former yes. trainer, yes. Ron, yeah, yeah. CrossFit champion. Um, Vince Vaughn played with you, Joe? What's that? Vince Vaughn, does he play with Vince you? Vince Vaughn, yeah. Um, you've got uh, James Gunn used to play, Taron Killam from Saturday Night oh, Live, yeah, very funny course. guy, Rams Die-hard fan. Rams fan. Yeah, he's a very happy yeah. guy these days. Yeah, he is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we have, uh, I, I'll, I'll text you. Okay. <laughs> Linebacker Cassius Marsh, he's going to make a character. Oh, wow. Like, I, the last time I saw Post Malone, he wanted to play. So maybe, I don't know, we get posting in Post there Malone. with you. You ever meet Post? Yeah, he's, he's cool, dude. He plays magic cards. Yeah. I play magic with Post. Yeah. Amazing. Damn. All right, I'm in. Cat, you know what? Cassius Marsh. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Marsh, he created a character that taunts the other side by just <laughs> right? looking at them. Stares them. <laughs> right? But, but it's just staring. Just staring. It's just looking. And then, a, you, you imply what you want to imply. Yeah, Tony, right. Tony Carenti's character, Hip Check. Uh, I know. <laughs> He's the dungeon master, unfortunately. <laughs> Everybody check out the Audible original Sidney Crosby, the rookie year, narrated by Joe Manganiello. Take care. Joe, thanks for bringing bubbles, man. She's sleepy. She's <laughs> fantastic. Sleepy. An entire interview and appearance with she, bubbles and uh, like like the like the Duke. Four points of pressure. Uh, what are we teasing going to break, sir? We are teasing. Aaron Rodgers has spoken. Okay, fantastic. Do you want to stick around for the end of the show? Sure. About, right, uh, spoken about Russell Wilson's trade. Uh, no, maybe. I'm kidding. All right. Oh, is it, was he on Pat show? Is that what happened? No, no. He just tweeted out. Oh, great. That's next. Joe Manganiello is going to finish the show. With Bubbles, coming up next. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network. Um, Joe Manganello is still here. Okay, so what do we got? Aaron Rodgers has Aaron Rodgers tweeted, has tweeted everybody. Let's check it out. Uh, hey, everyone, just want to clear some things up. Yes, I will be playing with the Packers next year. However, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate, as are the supposed terms of the contract I signed. I'm very excited to be back. Hashtag year 18. We, we did a handshake. I don't know. We didn't sign. We just shook hands. I don't know what that means. Hold on. I'm trying to see if people were reporting that he actually signed. I don't I don't know. They, well, Ian's language was agreed to terms. Yeah. I don't know who's saying that they signed, so. Um, Nobody has said signed, but. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Look, the, <clears throat> there's something going on with Devontae Adams, right? Yep. Like, he's got a... He's got to get that guy signed long-term. Yep. He, meaning Gutekunst, oh, and Aaron Rodgers, he n- needs him signed long-term, too. Like, Correct. he's got to bring his own guy. Like, mm. he's not going to sign a monster deal and, what, and Devontae doesn't get his long-term deal? Like That's that was actually not something a great uh, first take topic this morning, Rich. Huh? Does Aaron Rodgers need Devontae Adams to be a top-five quarterback? He needs to – of course, any quarterback needs – Needs somebody to throw to who's incredible to make you a top five quarterback. He's got the. Do you know how many top? How about this? How about this? That's why it was. How about this? Did 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 (laughs) did um, Matthew Stafford look like a top five quarterback this year? Uh, Yeah, at times. At times, right? Threw a lot of picks. Did he did he look like a top five quarterback since uh, Calvin Johnson was gone? Uh, Not really. You need to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to have someone to throw to. Sure, but also when you say things like people come to Green Bay because they want to play with me, Mm -hmm. therefore I want to be consulted, I want to be brought into the fold. Yes. Okay, well, get him signed. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, there's a bit of that when you come out and say that. Then okay, well, where's all the guys coming? Where's all? Where's the Tampa Bay team that signs for a year around you to push you over the top and get you that Super Bowl in Green Bay? Let's go. Right. Although I, I'll say this though, I mean, um, you know, Devontae Adams. There's something going on. Like they got Devontae Adams didn't want to come back to Green Bay if Aaron's gone, right? Right. You would think. I mean, and well, Aaron yeah. and Aaron is like you know part of the reason why I want to stay here. Obviously, the money's pretty darn good. Devontae's coming back, right? I mean, why would he want to stay and not have the greatest receiver in the game with whom he has a sixth sense there? Yeah. So this all has to be figured out. Somebody's got to go first, though. 
Yeah. Right? They can't just say the deals are all this and then three, two, one, everybody sign at once. Right. Like go. Like there has to be some somebody has to go first. But I think there's also something to be said for chemistry in the NFL. You know, there's eleven players on each side. If two players have chemistry, like a quarterback and a wide receiver, you right. see it happen all the time where it's like it's like the dog with the bone in their mouth mm-hmm. that sees a reflection. Mm-hmm of the dog with the bone and thinks, I want two bones, and they wind up with zero. You see that happen so many times where these players go and move somewhere thinking they're... Look at OBJ. Look at what it took for him to get back on track with a quarterback that he had chemistry with. You know, you kind of... You ruin the middle of your career, you know, if you don't... Look at AB. I mean, these are... You know, you kind of never get back on, on your footing. And if you're a wide receiver that has a great quarterback chemistry, stay. What about the dog that falls asleep in his father's forearm? What about that dog? <laughs> you uh, you signed that one to a long term deal, Definitely Rich. Yeah. <laughs> Bubbles yeah. is locked, right? Fifth year yeah. option. <laughs> well, she's in. She's still on a rookie contract with me. <laughs> no, she, she, she. Look was, at this dog. She was a trade. Uh, yeah. Twitter reports that uh, Tyler Lockett might also be on the move. Jeez, Tyler Lockett. Go to your Seahawk fan in your life and give that person a hug today. That'll wrap it up for this show. I want to thank Daniel Jeremiah, and I also want to thank uh, on this program Chris Finch of the Minnesota Timberwolves and Mike Florio, and thank you too, sir. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Joe Manganiello here on the Rich Eisen Show.